talk about that $500 prize money. The idea is you will go to the stlscavenger.com website once you have have parsed out and figured out all 366 answers to clues. Then you will have one shot to upload it. Then everyone has to have all their answers uploaded by November 15th. And then on December 1st, we'll reveal the answers and announce a winner. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. Our weekly podcast gives you the edge to live a more informed life. We discuss more than just St. Louis as we connect the Gateway City to our country's current cultural fabric and lives. Dia Hoover is the author of a new book, STL Scavenger, The Ultimate Search for St. Louis's Hidden Treasures. And this is a great book, Mark. It features 17 neighborhoods. Dia is a travel person. She has a travel company that's called Are We There Yet? <laughs> no, we're turning this car around right now. Going <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not there yet, so you just kinda we just left about about two blocks ago. Can we stop? Okay. So Dia, welcome to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you for having me. Well, well tell us a little bit about your background and the, the travel industry and are we there yet? <laughs> so so I am a tour operator, which means I create tours and put them together, and then I advertise them for one price for everything. It's one-stop shopping. And what's special about Are We There Yet is that you're always on tour with myself, my husband, Declan, and Maggie, my tour manager, my tour coordinator and office manager, and one of our best friends. We, we are always the tour directors, so you know who you're going to get when you go on a tour. And we do everything from day trips to going down under to the Galapagos. So <laughs> it's a little bit of everything. I do the day trips in the continuing education section of St. Louis Community College. I do trips for some bank travel clubs, and then we do our own catalog of tours. Fine. So mm-hmm. I and then in 2008, during a momentary lapse of reason, I bought Discover St. Louis tours. <laughs> but that was a great decision. <laughs> Kelly was retiring, <laughs> and she said, "Do you want to buy a tour company?" I'm like, thinking, "No, I don't, but I want to meet you." Uh, and uh, Declan had flown up from Little Rock, and I said, "I'm just going to go meet this woman. It'll be nice." And I came back two and a half hours later, and he's like, "You bought the company, didn't oh, you?" My. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, on a handshake." <laughs> wow. Wow. That's I don't have anything yeah, to sell you yeah. right now. Before that, I was, I'm a used car salesman, too, just so you know. Okay. I used to sell cars for Saturn. Really? Oh, Did okay. you now? Yeah, what, what actually happened with that? Mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be a real promising thing for GM. Yeah. Are, are you at liberty GM to tell us about that? GM happened to that. GM happened. To, I left before they went blotto, but what happened, they, they started just labeling Pontiacs and Chevys as Saturn. So I said, oh, we don't need to produce them all in Spring Hill. We don't need to have polymer side panels. And, you know, GM saw these great customer satisfaction surveys, and, and they just came in and took it over and didn't, had all the same problems GM has, in my opinion. In my opinion. And I'm yeah. a Ford girl. I had a 64-and-a-half-month thing in high school. My dad said, you know your grandpa's rolling in his grave selling uh, cars that are GM. But I believed in Saturn. I believed in Saturn. It was a great product, and it was a great process. Huh. Yeah, I remember when they came out. It I did seemed too. like uh, uh-huh. it's kind of like the Tesla yeah. of of today. Right, right, a new company. Wow, look at what they're doing. Yeah, good things they were. They were. Yes, that's, that's right. 
So yeah, yeah, and you know everybody I meet that has had a Saturn, they're like, we loved our Saturn, and I was a sales manager, I was an assistant service manager. So I mean, I did the whole gamut, because wow. I know how to work on cars Changed a little bit. And so wow, good for you. Sixty-four percent of Saturn owners were women back in '98. So yeah, so I was young, and and it was a fun job, and it was fun That's having cool. a new car to drive every day. Wow. And <laughs> That was yeah, pretty really. cool. Yeah. So yeah. How'd you get into uh, writing this book? I like the book because totally it's got on that... accident. Yeah. Thank you. I like Thank the book because it's got well, the spiral, well, yeah. the spiral back of it. You know, where you can open it up and it and it opens right up. It doesn't have the what do they call it? The, the uh, binding. The binding. Yeah. You don't have to rip the binding or push it down. Yeah, that's what I always do. But this is like this is great. You just open it up and it lays right down. I know. We we were wishing that. Well, that's that you, what I said I wanted. Uh huh. Because on tours, people will get these books, right? Like uh-huh. they'll bring along their AAA book or their photos, you know, when they're on tour with me, and I see them struggling, right? Because they want to take notes, right? So that's why I'm like, we got to have a bind, you know, we got to have a spiral binding. And Reedy's like, we don't usually, you know, Josh over at Reedy's like, we usually don't do that. I'm like, I think I need you to think about it. And mm-hmm. then by the time the book came out, they realized that was the way to go too. And I mean, look how, like you said, it's it easy is. to handle. Yeah. You flip it open. The lines are underneath the clues in the pictures. You don't have uh-huh. to go to the back, to the front, to the back, to the front. Right. I mean, that was my hope. Right. It's it very easy to open and look at. Yeah. And you just keep paging through and you can find things. And I like at the bottom of it, it has the, uh, the area, I guess, the neighborhoods yeah. that you're talking and Mark about. Mark was disappointed though. The, the answers weren't in the back. Yeah. There's no answer key. What <laughs> is that about? <laughs> The contest, man. It's about five hundred dollars. Cold hard cash. <laughs> I can't. I know. So talk about that five hundred dollars prize money. <laughs> so, so this was the big issue, right? We were like, "How do we do the reel? What do we do? How do yeah. we release the answers?" Because I'm like, yes. "I don't know, y'all. I, this is my first book. I lead tours. I know what I do." Right. So they kicked it around. So then the idea for this contest came out. And Garcia Properties had said months ago that they would be happy to put up a prize for it. And I'm Garcia and I are affiliated through Family Forward also because we're both supporters of Family Forward. And they're really strong here in the Hill neighborhood where I live. So they said it. And then the Dunn Department came through. And Steve Hopp travels with me. He's been on some day trips. And that's Rotolite, but the Dunn Department. So the two of them threw in the cash, and then there's there's going to be swag bags. And so the idea is you will go to the stlscavenger.com website. Once you have have parsed out and figured out all 366 answers to the clues, wow. then you will have one shot to upload it. Then everyone has to have all their answers uploaded by November 15th, and then on December 1st we'll reveal the answers and announce a winner. And then the other thing that's really fun that I'm excited about, my friend up in Canada that's a tour operator in Ontario, she was, you know, hey. we're all struggling. She created a scavenger hunt with a puzzle. Uh, how does that work? Yes, A. You know how, yeah. you know how they named Canada? A. You Wait. know how they named it? No. no. They, they, they threw all the letters of the alphabet in a bag. Okay. And then they said, okay, we're going to draw them out. Whatever, come out, whatever comes out is going to be the name. No, so cut it out. A. N. A. D-A. <laughs> That's a tour guide joke. Oh, my God. I'm flopping, on the, my Canadian I'm flopping on the dock here. What's, <laughs> like a fish. <laughs> oh, my. I want to remember so, that. That's a good so one to remember. That that. One. I know. I like that. I like that. I'll give you credit for it, too, when I tell it. So is it going to be you're going to draw names? 
Or is it like, oh, so, gee, so because me, they had their thing So the big first. contest, yeah, once yeah, once we get everybody's answer submitted, we'll find the ones that are 100% correct. <laughs> then we'll throw those names in the hat. And then that'll be the winner of the $500 and then the second two prizes. Then find the nine is a separate contest that you would also submit at scalescavenger.com. So you go to nine businesses, puzzle pieces. And I got the sweetest message on Instagram today from a little boy named Presley who said, I've collected all of the puzzle pieces. Puzzle pieces. What do I do now? I said, well, if you put it together and make the puzzle, that's the clue. And if you answer the clue, you're going to upload it and then you'll have a chance to win. So, so there's nine businesses that have these, this finite amount. Like once they're out, they're out. For instance, the Novel Neighbor reported over in Webster, where you are, uh-huh. that they've only got 60 left, and that was like four days ago. Wow. Wow. We both said wow. So yeah. I have to tell you, my, my first author experience, I was going out to visit all the finds and nines and tell them how grateful I am as a fellow small business person that they were doing this and, you know, <laughs> keeping track of those cards. And I walked in and I said, oh, I wrote this book. They had the sign about it. And they said, you need a key to the city. And I said, what do you mean? They said, see all those red boxes on the, the wall with the keys? Those are all authors that have sold their books here. Wow. Whoa. And I got to sign up. And got a key and write oh, my name as an author. It was so cool. exciting. Oh, very cool. Now you're going to be in Webster. Yeah. A, a week from tomorrow. Oh my gosh, is it that soon? May 22nd? It seems like I'm a lot farther away. I don't know. I wish you could have said, you know. I only know what I'm doing okay, tomorrow. So I will be there a week from tomorrow. <laughs> I, yeah. I believe you. And will. you're going to be, some copies will be available. There's going to be some prizes. This is going to be at the library at 1 o'clock. And you're going to discuss your book. And let's see what else I, I have related to that here in Webster. And for those Well, so of, the Friends of the Library. Right. So the Friends of the Library the ones who are sponsoring the contest. So I set up speaking at the library, and then I got a great call from, from Laura Werenberg and an email. And they've been great. So they're like, we want to do our own scavenger hunt. So they have created a scavenger hunt of Webster. So you can either go online to uh, the library and get it online, or you can go to the library and pick up a physical piece of paper. And then they have this really cute lock box that you put the answer in. And then you need to turn those in, I believe, by May 20th. And then on May 22nd, their winner will be revealed. So they will get a copy of my book. And then they're also giving away Webster bucks, which... Huh. Bucks you can spend at the different merchants in Webster. Webster Road. Bucks. And that's okay. WGPL.org. WGPL.org or 314-961-3784. What's one of your favorite finds in the book? Not, not to give the answers out, but... Oh, give uh, the answer. We don't care. We'd well, love that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll read one. I thought this, I thought this was this was really great. Oh, I God, this, you're going to read one. Okay, let's, let's make sure I remember it. Okay. I won't even tell you the area. Okay. No, no area or page number or anything. No. This building might seem kind of small, but 10 stories was once thought quite tall. This early skyscraper in the nation shares a name with a pitching sensation. I know it. I know That's it. That's why I picked do it. Do you? I, I do. I know it. I know it. Can and I tell it on the – Lay it on us. Uh, the Wainwright building. Lay yes. it on us. It's just yep. one. Yes. Yep. It's Yay. got it's ding, got ding, like, ding, ding, ding. Litter, it's got litter, holes in the top of it. It's got holes in the top of it where they first put – the the uh, cooling and and heating system oh, wow. up on the very top. If you look at the building at the very top, you'll see these holes uh, in there. That's kind of into this into the. Okay, never mind. Okay, 
I learned it in high school, believe it or not. Wow. The Wainwright Building. Yeah. Well, and you learned it because of the architect. Yes. You remember right. the famous Pro- architect that most of his stuff is in Chicago? Oh, stop. Right? No. It was the first uh, skyscraper, quote unquote, in the United States. Right. Steel erected. Well, it's, it's deemed that by us and some scholars and other scholars to know, but it was Lewis Sullivan who designed it. So he started here before he went north. Right. And then when you go on a Chicago Architectural Institute yeah. Association tour, then they talk about Sullivan all over. It's very so, architectural. Yeah. Out of that whole book, you picked that one that I knew. Yeah. That's great. There you go. <laughs> That's crazy. So how did you pick the uh... – You're on fire. 365 more, man. There's 365 more. How did you pick the 17 neighborhoods? Oh, my yeah. goodness. That's true. Well, that was a collaborative effort between myself and the editors, and we're you know we're trying to to figure out who and where because we didn't want to be all in one section, right? And we wanted to make sure that we touched the east side, you know, across the Missouri River, mm-hmm. but also make it so that it made sense, you know, drivability and so forth. So mainly, you know, it, it was it was the recognized neighborhoods that people think of that live here. You know, 69% of St. Louisans are born and raised here. They either leave and come back or they never leave. So that was something. I'm from Vandalia, Missouri. So that was something that really, you know, we, we talked about of, of who to include and what to include. So that's and initially. Now, let me tell you this. I was told it was going to be 15. <laughs> so we added on 17. Okay. And then it was going to be 20 clues per area. And then we added on two more areas. And then it's at least 20 clues. So, yeah. So it was. It was quite something. It's like everything I do. It never winds up the way it starts out. We're always changing. And that felt good. Being a first-time author, it's a lot like being a tour guide, I tell you. So how do you go about writing these particular kinds of clues? What did you go and say? It was so hard. It was so hard because I know, okay, so I know a lot about certain things, right? Mm -hmm. So we get like this one clue, like the Wainwright building. I could have written five paragraphs on that, right? Uh-huh. So you got to parse it down to four rhyming lines. So when I started, I was writing them straight. Then I'm like, no, no, we need it to rhyme. But what was uh-huh. happening, I was writing like a Shakespearean iambic pentameter. <laughs> and and the editor reads it. She's like, these are not working. These are not working. And my husband, my husband Declan, talked me off the ledge. He's like, babe, you're not writing this for other tour guides. And you're not writing this for museum curators. You're writing this for people who've never been to St. Louis, just moved to St. Louis, for families. You can't think like a tour guide. <laughs> and so he he's like, so, and he helped me with the rhyming. So I don't know if you, you're a fan of Flight of the Concords, but they have a, a funny song, Tears of a Rapper, and he calls himself the Rhymnoceros. The Rhymnoceros. So I said Declan was my Rhymnoceros. He'd help me get started when I would get so yeah, so that was the hardest part for me. It's just like giving a tour. You've got a three-hour city tour. I could give an 18-hour city tour, but I got to think about what I'm going to do. And that's how this book worked, right? I had to drill down, drill down, drill down. And I learned so much. I kept thinking, if they fire me, at least I'm learning something from my profession. <laughs> right. You know, you have to know a little bit about, you have to think, because the clues, if you're not familiar with an area... You have to really think, like, what is she actually talking about? Some of the things I found, you know, your pictures are, they're they're very small, and they're not giving the mm-hmm. entire thing away, but it's like, okay, I recognize that, especially like here in Webster Groves, or a couple things downtown, because mm-hmm. I'm familiar with those things. But some of the other ones, wow, they're really challenging. Yeah. They're so, and they're all four lines. All the rhymes are four lines. That's I amazing know. as I look through the book. And the same meter, man. You that are, was a bird dog. You're a wild lady. <laughs> <laughs> you must so, have gotten A's in English. So, I know. So my husband, had, 
So my husband had the rhyming dictionary for songwriting because he's a musician. So he had the little rhyming dictionary. Then we found the one online. So that I, I won't lie, I did it didn't all come out of my head, you know. But that was very helpful. But I will tell you the third clue you have, and I don't know if you've looked at it closely, but notice there's those caricatures, the little cartoons and pictures. Oh right, that's really a third clue. So you have the photo, the grayscale photo, not color, uh, the grayscale right. photo, the caricature, and then the riddle. So that okay, that kind of gives you three ways. And my hope is. You know, my teacher from at home, who's the librarian now, she said, can you do this and not be in St. Louis? And I said, oh, absolutely. I said, you know, if you're at a computer, you could definitely do this. You know, if there's enough context clues that typically you should be able to do this from your armchair. Because I learned when I was creating a virtual tour app for myself, I was shocked when um, Ricardo at Crossover Media started researching. And he goes, do you know that 60% of people that take virtual museum tours or use them or virtual uh, visiting tours are not even in the town or in the museum? They're at home. Wow. They're at home on their computer. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. The iPhone changed everything, man. 2008, well, the iPhone changed everything. We got a computer in our hands. Did you do scavenger hunts when you were growing up? Or what kind of, oh, I think I'll just do this. Or maybe you were doing this as a family? Or how did this happen? Well, I like to play games. I mean, we're big trivia night people, and I've created a scavenger hunt, you know, here and there. But they're just hot. I mean, that, that's like my friend in Ontario. That's why she was doing the scavenger hunt. I mean, puzzles came out during the pandemic and scavenger hunts. Hmm. Because a couple of my friends who have kids, I, I, my kids are, are we there yet, Discover St. Louis. We have two lovely nieces in Raleigh <laughs> that we spoil, <laughs> but our kids are our two companies. But my friends with kids always call me and ask me stuff. And so, you know, I've been getting calls, getting asked about, well, what are good scavenger hunts that we can pull off online? Hmm. So it's just, it's trendy, believe it or not. It's trending right now. Hmm. You you started it, do you? I, I, yeah. Uh, no, I, no, do, no, do you, but I'm smart enough to know when there's a train to hop on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're really funny. <laughs> What's, what was one of the hardest ones in here that you had trouble with? And tell us the answer. <laughs> and, tell, and tell us the answer. He's wheedling them out of me. Are I you am. hearing this? I know. I, how much money are, do we, how much yeah. money can we win? Did $500. 500 Okay. <laughs> I need, I didn't get that written down. Okay. <laughs> well, let, well, let me tell you things that happened that made it hard. Okay. So I was, I'm a big art lover, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I learned the hard way? Outdoor art is not public licensing. There's still a copyright by the artist, and there's still the ownership. So, like, the tarot statue there at Wyadown and Hanley in Clayton, right? you know, he's a big-time artist, but it's, it's by the Gateway Arts Foundation. But they couldn't give me permission to use it because he has the permission, and I, call, I called all the way down to Boca Raton, Florida, at an art museum that had his stuff in a gallery, uh -huh. and nobody could get me in touch with, like, his agent or him to get permission. Wow. So that killed me man i had that a bunch does. of art in there so even though it's out of, out in the public like that like that huge out, yeah. outlet plug or whatever that's in front of the oh, yeah in, in front of the art museum you know st louis art museum has to give you permission if they own it because okay let me tell you the story about that okay. so you know the crazy swedish mythological figure by the clayton fire department it's like uh yes. this guy on a horse he yeah, looks right. really mean and he's bald right Okay, that's on low. That's on low. That's Folk Silbiter is the name of that, that statue. Wow. So that's on loan to the St. Louis Art Museum. So I got a hold of Jason. He sends me all the paperwork. He's like, okay, now you need to contact this person for the artist rate. 
And so, you know, it's, even though the art museum has it, if it's on loan, they don't even own it. Oh, you still have to get the artist rights, and you have to get the loan. So I have two friends that appraise art, and I asked Julie Nikolai and Dana Gray, I'm like, hey, what do I do? And they're like, just don't use it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Because I'm like, my right. thought is, what if somebody's third cousin comes into town and buys the book right. and says, hey, they got, they got the man on horse, a man on a horse statue, mm. you know? So, so that was something I learned really the hard way. So let me give you one that I did get permission for wow. that, Even I, if you, that I really yeah, love. Okay. And we're going to go east. All right. We're going to go East Alton, okay? East okay. Alton. And let me give you, yeah. Uh, East and Alton. I, you know, Alton's such a fabulous city. It is. It's, it's really growing and changing. We do a lot changing. of tours there. Alton is? Yeah. I love Alton. It's, uh, and it's beautiful. And, it, you know, the riverboats come in there. I send step on guides there to do um, tours for the people coming in off of the American Creek right. lines. And it's great. Okay. So go to page 39 if you got the book in front of you. <laughs> for those following along at home. Okay. That's right. When you order your book from <laughs> AreWeThereYetDia.com or anywhere books are sold. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I know the answer. Okay, so go to you page You know the 30. answer? Now, that's got one, two, three. Okay, yeah. All right. It's got, you're going right, to do The so Birth of Cool. 12. You see number 12? Yeah. All right. You want to read it? The Birth of the Cool was born here. He played for Charlie Parker for years, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but it was something blue that won acclaim. So there's a picture... Of some sunglasses. With music on them. And then there's also a, a trumpeter in the background. And what's the photograph of it? Those are the shoes of the statue that was done by Preston Jackson. Okay. Of Miles Davis. Ah, look at that. Write that down, Good kids. Job. Am I correct? Yes. And here's the, here's the hook, right? Or here's the trip up part. If it was something blue that won acclaim because he was a jazz musician not a blues musician, right. but his best-selling album. I think his uh, album, blue. the group was the Blue Note, Blue Note uh, music. Trip, trip, trip you up. Just trying to trip yeah. you up. Well, because they said that to me, because I sent it so that the so uh, this is this is put in place by a foundation, and they were thrilled because they want us to bring people to Alton. They want people to come to Alton and look around. Right. So that was great. And I read Preston's bio. And so, yeah, she's like, remember, oh. he's a jazz musician. I said, yeah, that's what kind of the, hopefully if people Google Charlie Parker, which, you know, I don't want uh -huh. these people to be forgotten. I don't want Miles Davis to be forgotten no. or Charlie Parker. They're yeah. important and I'm a they music are. lover, you know. Wow. So, so just, a, yeah. just another couple of plugs. Preston Jackson did the monument statue outside of North Webster at the corner of Brentwood and Elm. He did that statue. He's also oh. doing a statue monument that's going to be down in front of the Civic Courts building, which is about the freedom suits. Wow. There's and, your second book coming up. You're okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so there See? we go. And yeah. he did that statue there of uh, Miles Davis, and we had the Miles Davis, the House of Miles Davis, those folks on uh -huh. on the show. They came right. into the studio. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's amazing you knew it just by looking at the feet, the shoes. Well, I saw the other stuff. I figured, okay, that's the statue. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well you... and imagine you're doing this with an 11-year-old, right? Because they are going to yeah. go right to their phone. But then you get to explain all this to them, and then they get to read about it. This is, this is, you know, this is my secret secret mission is to get people to learn a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't go out and read. I think <laughs> because a, if you're doing it for a game, then you're going to look it up. It's so, an excellent way to know, do it. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. Excellent way to learn. Good job. Dia Hoover, thanks very much for being on St. Louis in Tune. Don't forget, folks, Webster Groves Trivia Scavenger Night. 
you can go to wgpl.org and don't forget stlscavenger.com for a chance to win a grand prize of $500. Closing words, Dia? I, I want to mention the Webster Groves is at 1 in the afternoon at the library, and we're going to be outside. So we will be outside at the library at 1 o'clock on May 22nd. And I want to say a big thank you to the Friends of Webster Groves Public Library because they I'm so happy they contacted me. And thank you all for having me on the air. Right, yeah, thanks for coming I, on. I hope you come back soon. We appreciate you listening to this episode of St. Louis in Tune. If you enjoy this episode, please consider letting us know. The best way to do this is by rating us on Apple Podcast. You could even write a review. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker.